Hey, can you believe it? You've made it to episode 176 of the Coaching for Pastors podcast. Hey, my friend, good to be with you. Happy Friday. I'm actually recording this episode on Thursday night, October the 20th, because a number of things have happened today that I just decided to change what I wanted to tell you on the last day of this week that we're talking about preaching and focusing on that time in the service when we get to share a message with people. And man, I've got a bunch of things that I was thinking about today. One of the things that I thought about was, and I'm adding this on the fly right now, we haven't really talked about in your preaching sharing the gospel, that people are going to be in your service at all different stages of, uh, of pre-Christian uh, situations. You know, people that are far from Christ, people that are close to Christ, people that are on their journey to understanding who Jesus is, and to be sharing the gospel, to seek the salvation of the people, whether it's in a living room, uh, in a crowd in the park, no matter where it is, the back of a truck trailer, wherever you preach, wherever you share God's word, wherever you speak, wherever you do your talk, whatever it is, the salvation of people. I mean, it doesn't really get any more basic than that. And it occurred to me yesterday that I didn't think I really included it. I think that I I just consider it such a, a, a given that I didn't even think to mention it. And I wanted to mention it today. Pastor, are there people in the room when you speak that have not come to faith in Christ yet. Speak to them. Speak to them. Talk to them about Jesus and what he did for them and his love for them. And he not only loves them, but he likes them. And he's willing to forgive sins. He's willing to reconcile us back to God. He is willing. Are you willing? He is willing to bridge the gap between heaven and earth and to bring you into his presence, to for him to actually come into our presence. He became flesh and dwelt among us. He's willing. Are you willing? Would you like to become a child of God today? That faith in Jesus Christ. And I know that a lot of us understand that in a lot of different ways. I don't care. I don't care how you understand it. Just understanding that we need to bring people to Jesus. That's that's our mission. That's our goal. We can never lose sight of the fact that we've got to bring people to Jesus. Now, here's something else. The other day, we were talking about delivery. I was challenging you yesterday to pray through every stage of preparation for your message. Just pray. Just get in the habit. Let it be a natural rhythm of your prep work throughout the week. God, I'm, I'm working on my conclusion right now. Would you give me the words? Give me, I'm going to write down verbatim my conclusion because I want it to stick. I want to, I want to drive this home. I want people to remember. God, help me to craft the, the wording of this part of the message. And one of the things we talked about was praying about the delivery. And I heard, let me pull this up. I heard on the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast just today, some of you have already listened to it. If you're like me, you get it on the whatever Thursday. Well, this is actually, this is a Thursday, but it's what, the third Thursday of the month. October the 20th, he had a lady named Vanessa Van Edwards come on to talk about how to communicate with charisma. 
on the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast. And she was talking about uh, delivery and she was talking about body language and uh, gesturing when when you're teaching and preaching. And Craig said to her, hey, I love feedback. You've seen me preach. How talk to me? How can I get better? He asked her directly, and then she gave him a direct response. It's it's just a little over a minute and a half. So I want to play it for you, and and I'm going to promote the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast right here. Go to this episode because this thing's like an hour long. I don't even know. It's close to an hour if it's not more. And she shared also she shared a lot of great stuff around the area of delivery and communicating, and communicating with charisma, and the benefits of communicating with charisma, and how you don't have to be an outgoing, extroverted person to have charisma. So I'm just going to play you this little clip. I haven't asked Craig. I don't know if this is okay or not, but I think if I'm promoting his podcast, he's not going to mind. This is a minute clip out of like an hour-long episode. Listen to what she says to his question and apply it into your life. In the presentation you've seen me do or in interactions, how could I get better? Hmm. Well, really simply is I would be careful what you hold. And I know this is, sounds really odd, but um, you, you don't use as many hand gestures as I do. Right. That's I don't want you to be as handsy as I am. Right. I'm like, I'm very all over the place. But I, if you're holding a microphone, if you're holding a clicker, if you're holding a Bible, if you're holding something on stage, it already takes down the amount of gestures I want you to do. Right. So I want your hands to be as free as possible gesture. And if you are holding anything and I've seen you on stage a couple of different times, I notice the, even the natural gesturing goes down. So I would try wherever you possibly can. If you have to hold the clicker, that's fine, but have a little table next to you where you can put it down. So for your most important points, you're using more gestures. When you're not holding anything, your gestures are amazing. When you're holding something, I think it anchors you, right? You, it anchors you to that mic or that, uh, that object. And so I want your gestures as free as possible because it helps with comprehension. You are often dropping truth bombs. You know, you're, you're, you're on stage and you're sharing point after point after point. And people are like, oh yeah, and that, and that, and that. We need gestures for comprehension. Research has found that gestures help aid the audience in understanding and breaking down points. So if you are only verbally delivering, it's so much load for the listener that they almost want to see like, this is point one. Now we're talking about point two, three. We're talking about phase one, phase two, phase three. That helps your listeners actually track all the different things that you're giving them. That's super helpful. Okay. Again, that was Vanessa Van Edwards. I love what she said. And I thought that's so helpful because I've watched Craig preach before and I've noticed a lot of the times he's holding a handheld microphone. And I've often thought, I'm surprised that he's holding that microphone because I feel like it limits you so much. There are there are some well-known pastors that will carry the microphone around with them. And I've always felt like that, man, that's not good. And she gave him that feedback. And I thought that was so helpful. And what she what she talked what she talks about in that episode is so helpful. You need to listen to it. If you've never listened to it before, I would recommend that you watch it on YouTube. The message is on YouTube, and it's, and it's a video, and you can see her gesturing. You can see her communicating, and it's really helpful. You should go and watch it. Now, another thing I want to say as we're finishing up uh, this week on preaching 
in his book, Dan Ryland's book, Leadership Alone Isn't Enough. I had him on to talk about some of these leadership lessons. On page uh, 57, he's got a devotional, and this is a devotional book for leaders. And this devotional is titled, Know That God Is With You. And he quotes John 14, and it says this, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. Now, take that passage and hear it through the prism of preaching. Hear it in that context. So you are in front of your people, whatever the context is, envision it in your mind's eye. You're in front of them. You're communicating to them. And this is a reality. How does it impact it? This is a reality. Jesus says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you while you're preaching and to be with you forever, the spirit of truth. You want truth in preaching. The world can't accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. Here's my thought, Pastor. The world can't accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But if you're standing in front of some people who are worldly, they're apart from Christ, you know him because he lives with you and is in you. They can find him. They can see him through you. And here's what I want to say to you about that. Dan titles this devotional, Know That God Is With You. Pastor, when you're preaching, when you're preaching, you're not alone in front of your people. You're not alone on the platform. You're not alone behind the lectern. You're not alone on the stool. You're not alone in front of your people. There's Almighty God, the Father, who is the object of our worship. And he is looking for people whose hearts are turning toward him. He wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. He doesn't desire that anybody should perish. God is working. He's the king over all the earth. You've got Jesus Christ. You're part of his body. The, the, the church, as it's gathered with some people there apart from Christ, but they're there in and amongst the gathered church, the body of Christ. Jesus is there. Jesus said, wherever two or three of you are gathered together in my name, there I am in the middle of it all. Jesus is there. You're not alone. You've got God the Father. You've got Jesus. And in that passage in John 14, Jesus says that you have his spirit because he lives with you and will be in you. You're there with the Holy Spirit of God who is going to convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. He wants the people in front of you to know about Jesus Christ and to be pointed to the Father. The Holy Spirit, the power of the Spirit, has gifted you and empowers you to speak to your people, and he's calling them to himself. He's calling them back to the Father through the work of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit, you're not there alone. You've got the triune God with you. It is a group project when you preach, my friend. It's a group project. You're not doing it by yourself. That's why it's so important. That should be a group preparation 
That's why through every aspect of your preparation, talk to the group, talk to the God group, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Ask him, ask the Spirit, ask the Son, ask the Father for help in the preparation, and then understand that they're there with you in the delivery. They're there with you as you are sharing that message to empower you, to empower it, to empower the people. My friend, when you get in front of your people, when you get before your people this weekend, know that God is there with you. And know that he desires them to become more like his son. Oh my goodness, it's, it's such an opportunity. Know that there are going to be people there who they don't even know that they're not children of God. They don't even know that they're far from God, that they're apart from God, that their sins have separated them from him. And you get to share the love of Christ. You get to share the work of the cross and what it means to bridge the gap between them and God. Share salvation. Share that with your people. Pastor, I'm going to be praying for you this weekend uh, that as you worship with your people, uh, that you experience the work of God in your life and in the lives of your people. I've had a great time talking to you this week, Pastor. I wish that uh, I wish that we were across uh, the booth, across the table at lunch, and that we could chat, and that I could ask how you're doing in your church. I've had opportunity recently to sit uh, with some pastors and just talk with them about their ministry and about their church. I still, to this day, the record stands, my friend, the record stands, I've yet to meet an over-encouraged pastor. They're not out there, and you're not one. If you're one, man, email me, jeff at coachingforpastors.org, and tell me, Jeff, I am way over-encouraged, man. I've been, I've been too encouraged in my life. Yeah, said no pastor ever. So if I could sit and talk with you, I would want to encourage you. I, I know I say it a lot, but thank you. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for being a pastor. And, hey, it's Pastor Appreciation Month, right? But, but I appreciate you every month. Thank you for being a pastor. It's, it's not easy. Uh, I had a pastor recently tell me, for them, it is the hardest job in the world. I think there are a lot harder jobs in the world. But I think being a pastor is an extremely significant responsibility. And spiritually, for the spiritual welfare of people, it's, it's a huge responsibility. But thank you for being a pastor. I appreciate it. If nobody else appreciates it, and I'm sure they do, I appreciate it. So have a great weekend, Pastor. I'll see you tomorrow for the Saturday edition, the weekend edition of the podcast. And then I'll catch up with you again on Monday on the Coaching for Pastors podcast. Have a great weekend.